The podcast you're about to listen to is about a spiritual search for meaning, and it's also about beer. Despite that, we firmly believe that there are no real answers at the bottom of a glass. And if you're struggling with drinking, we encourage you to talk to someone. Enjoy the show. Hey, man. So I'm going to try and get to Victoria for actually around five if I can. Until then, if you can just sort of leave me alone and not talk to me. Think, basically, if I'm not contracted to talk to you, uh, ideally I wouldn't. Thanks so much. We're looking forward to it. Please leave me alone. Hey, man. Not entirely sure whether or not your your last voice note was a joke or not. It sounded pretty serious, but... Uh, regardless, super excited for the journey, for the adventure. I'll see you at Victoria at five o'clock. God, I, I, I won't be speaking to you until then, just to keep out your hand. Super pumped. See you there. Looking forward to it. Paddy, me again. Sorry, just just a quick one. How many micro USB cables are you, are you packing? Because I've got, I've just got one. Paddy, just me again. Um, are you bringing toothpaste or sh- should I bring a tube? Paddy, Paddy. Sorry, it's me again. My warm fleece is wet. I washed it yesterday and it's not dry. And I'm just wondering if you have any ideas on, on what I should do here. Because... Paddy, it's me. It's snowing on my road. Is, is it snowing at yours? Paddy, my bag won't clip up. I think I've packed too much stuff. Paddy, do you need a passport to go to Inverness? Hi Rory, just a quick list of answers. Micro USB 1, toothpaste, bring own, put fleece on radiator, remove four tubes of toothpaste to save bag space, no snow on road, please leave me alone until 5. Hi, we're Rory and Paddy and welcome to This Is The Life, supported by Penta Hotels. So what's this all about? Well... You know that feeling you get when you're away from home, sat with a nice cold beer in a nice place? Perhaps you've just enjoyed a refreshing shower and changed into a crisp, clean shirt. Splendid. Well, on this podcast, we go in search of that intangible feeling and we try to tange it. Look, maybe we're completely overcomplicating it. Maybe it's just a podcast in a pub. Our theory is the more cities we go to, the more cultures we explore, The more regional beer offerings we drink, the closer we come to bottling that magical phenomenon that neither of us had a clue how to describe. We reached out to Penta Hotels to see if they'd be interested in joining us on our adventure, and believe it or not, they were. Penta Hotels began with one branch in 1971, and fast forward half a century or so, and they now have over 20 around the world. The focal point of their hotels is the Penta Lounge, a stylish bar reception hybrid in which their staff sell over 870,000 pints every year. With that level of dedication to the supply of beer, we knew there was no better partner for our quest. At the time of recording this first episode, we were so far away from defining this feeling, we didn't even have a name for it. The whole thing was a mystery. So the natural choice for our first adventure was Inverness, a place that knows a thing or two about unsolved mysteries. This city on the shores of the Great Loch Ness and at the foot of the rolling Scottish Highlands was sure to help us on our journey. So there we were, two guys with microphones in a taxi to the heart of the city centre where we arrived at our Penta Hotel. We said hi, checked in and headed to our rooms. Here we go. Fourth floor? Fourth floor, yeah. We got incredibly overexcited by the goodie bags that had been laid out for us. What? Squash ball. Ping pong ball. Yeah. 
we were struck by an affliction called Traveller's Thirst. So we headed to the bar for a pint. I'll go to Camden House, please. What faced us next was a choice. Get a good night's sleep in preparation for our action pack next day, or sample a bit of what Inverness had to offer and risk getting carried away on our first night. Here we are in Paddy's room the next morning, discussing the night before. So you did bring toothpaste? Yeah, I said I did. You did bring deodorant though? No. So you'll need to borrow mine at some point? No, you bought me some. Oh, I was wrong with you. bought you a weird pack of deodorant. Alright. We are hungover. Yes, we are hungover. Thanks to... Inverness. Sorry, you looked at me like I should say that at the same time. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we got over excited last night, didn't we? Um. Uh, I think you're saying that maybe because you're more hungover than I am. Yeah, and I'm trying to bring you into the yeah, collective. Yeah, you're trying to bring me down, but I'm going to try and bring you up. It, it, I'm more hungover than you, but I didn't necessarily drink more than you. No, I drank more than you, I think. Don't break my heart. And that's it for this for you. Right. If you think about the mojito, which is the only discrepancy. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I turn my nose up at, but then you're feeling great, so maybe yeah, exactly. that's the secret. I, 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 I had the sugar which you needed. Imagine that. Imagine if the secret to not having a hangover was a can of Bacardi yeah. Mojito at 38,000 feet. <laughs> exactly. Everyone would be doing it. This sort of forensic trial and error and dedication to a cause is exactly why we're the two men for this mission. You and I, for a number of years, have obsessed over a feeling. When do you get that feeling, Paddy? It's a feeling you get usually when you're out of your hometown, in our case, London, and you are, of an afternoon, sat, I would speculate, with a beer yeah. on your right hand and on your left hand, some sort of salty snack mm. and you take a deep breath you take your first sip and you have a moment of tranquility a moment of lucidity some sort of larger force is in play mm. and we're not talking about getting drunk here we're talking about a very refined pure hit of something something we don't know what something we can't quantify something that we yeah want to find. It, it might be that we go on this journey and we discover that we're alcoholics. <laughs> this is a scientific experiment. It's very much trial and error. Yeah. And last night we tried, we gave it a go. We did. We tried to find that moment in Inverness. We did. And I've been, I've been waiting until we were recording to say this to you. I think for me, mm. I, I, had mo I, I had those moments. You got close. Absolutely, and, and I know what, it, what the feeling is because it's it's knowing when you're there that it's going to be nostalgic to you for, for you yeah. further down the line, and and there was points where I was sitting thinking, this re this is 
this is one of those moments when you look around you and you can see so much good stuff going on and it's all right and it's all falling into place you know that it's going to be memorable so if you had it which I, I think I you know I, I, I can see why you would I, I didn't quite maybe I've got a higher bar than you uh, for that feeling okay <laughs> go on carry on but if you had it I would speculate that the sort of component parts in my early impression of Inverness that I would add to the dream. Let's say we've got a, a scrap board of taking different bits of different cities to try and articulate this feeling. Yeah. Inverness, the first one up for me, feels like the people. Yes. Because we met some great characters. It was... Uh, I actually was unprepared for... Because we, we had heard, we had read that Inverness is the happiest place in Scotland second happiest place in the UK according to 2009 poll (laughs) and I thought sure lovely little statistic sounds good yeah prove it (laughs) prove it to me because these things are meaningless they're exactly like what do you mean how do you you quantify happiness exactly yeah pretty bloody happy (laughs) people up here very happy but also uh, they're not particularly proud of their city (laughs) they're happy to them yeah regardless of where they are Mm. there there was um we spoke to a man called Aiden in a bar called the market bar which is which to me I'd say was um again read reviews online saying I got caught fleas at this bar (laughs) and uh it's sort of a dive yeah type thing they're very you know, self-deprecating about right. their city. Market Bar's amazing. It was one, genuinely one of the best pubs we've ever been to. And we met this guy called Aiden. Yeah, a musician. A musician. Uh, Aiden Riley? I should, well, I'll, I'll find his band and give him a plug. Yeah. He'd just come off stage. Uh, he, he'd had a few. He'd had a few beers. And he was, uh, actually, when, when, when he came over to us, I believe he was drinking a pint of Moretti and a rum and coke at the same time. And yeah. Jack Daniels and coke at the yeah. same time. Which is rock and roll. Which is rock and roll. Half of the contents of the Jack Daniels and coke ended up on your right trouser. It did. I'm just going to rewind slightly to my point that they're self-deprecating. Almost the first thing that he led with was, you boys should go to Glasgow. You'd, <laughs> you'd love it there. Yeah. And we're like, why? We like it here. We're, we're, we really like this bar. He's like, nah, 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 nah. Glasgow is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, this is all right. You want to go, yeah, you want to go to Glasgow. And uh, then he did, he, uh, he spilt like a tiny drop of Jack Daniels and Coke on me. And I've never seen a look of such sorrow. He was close to tears. He, he, he looked like I was going to hit him or something. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying with every ounce of my body to communicate that I really didn't mind because it was such a small amount of Jack Daniels and Coke. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded if it was the whole glass. He was yeah. such a nice guy. But I, I felt really sorry for him. It was interesting because cause he, was, he looked so um, sorry to you. But then yeah. he looked at me and the look which you gave me was sort of like, uh, what can you do? What? <laughs> he went to, to me and like... What? It was, it was sort of like... That f- <laughs> But anyway, he's a top bloke. We um so that for me felt like the moment where we were sort of sat there and it was it felt like a bit like being in someone's front room yeah. and even and I you know I'm already regretting saying this word before I said it the the ergonomics of the room was mm. such that you it you were meant to talk to different people. 
and it was like that it felt like we were going into a private party yeah but it wasn't and we went to the bar we got our, I remember walking in and my instinct being you know a bit like oh maybe we need to sort of yeah. keep ourselves to ourselves in here Just, only because it was small and pokey really when I think about it but we went to the bar we got our two pints of tenants and and then when I looked around I realised this uh, this is one of the friendliest yeah Friday night pubs I've ever so that was your moment um I don't think it, no oh. I enjoyed that I was I was easing easing into Inverness as a city at that point but it's when we got to Hootenannies that's when you had the moment there was a moment in Hootenannies where I felt for some reason like a celebrity because we were sat yes. up on Hootenannies is uh, it says on in big letters on the outside Best Scottish music venue in Scotland, 2019. It's a music bar, as a lot of the places seem to be. It's a music town. Yeah. And there's a man on stage playing covers with an acoustic guitar. Really brilliant musician. Beautiful voice. And then above it, there's a sort of mezzanine. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's a classic mezzanine. There's a mezzanine with a sort of glass balcony looking onto the stage. And we sat at the front of it looking directly onto the stage. And I, box, as I call it. Yeah. And I felt like I was uh, some sort of like record label exec who's yeah. some, or A&R f- flying in to scout this guy. Yeah. Because uh, he was sort of making eyes up at us being like, yeah. I wonder if who, who those two are and if they're enjoying it. Exactly. Yeah, he was expecting you to walk over and, and give him a card with your name and, and business on it. A, bi- a business card. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um... But and that's when you had the moment. Uh, yes. So I want to talk you through how I felt when I walked into okay. Hootenannies. So we walk into Hootenannies, walk up to the bar. I'm now at this point familiar with the vibe of these people. It's come on, come on in, anything goes. So we get two pints of Black Isle Breweries. Organic lager. Organic lager. And I remember you saying this is exactly the, the, the colour beer I want. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's, it's like, you know when a, a, a lager first gets poured into the... This is sort of any generic lager, a San Miguel or whatever. First time it gets poured into the glass, it sort of... The bubbles sort of wash, wrap against the side of the glass and it sort of bubbles up and it's hazy. Wow. Rory's on his feet. <laughs> You've got a hazy pint of lager. Yeah. It's... 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 it's, it's crazy in there if I didn't know better if it wasn't organic or or if it was a pint of San Miguel I'd say there's something wrong with this yes or you'd say you serve me, you serve me the old rosy cloudy cider exactly but the truth is there's something very right yes. about that pint that we had too much hoppiness it's like to me sometimes I think beer people like it mm. because it's in theory sophisticated yeah but I think for me, I want something very refined and basic done really well, yeah. which is what that was. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and, and if I think about sort of beers around the world that I've tried that hit really hit the nail on the head, yeah. I do think of Pilsner in Prague, Estrella in, in northern Spain, and what's another one? Asahi. <laughs> Yeah, in Japan, in Tokyo. Never been to Tokyo. I'm sure it's great. They didn't need to know that, mate. Okay. You can be anyone. Okay, well, okay, then Moonbeer on the Moon. What? (laughs) 
No! Use your head, mate. You said say anything. Say, I, I you said it could be anyone. Something realistic. Okay. Be, Tokyo's not the moon. <laughs> okay. So I felt, so I really felt in Hootenannies, we got that moment, we got our pint, it was delicious. We, we you, you insisted we got a Scotch whiskey, which I didn't want, you, you made me get it. Um, when we sat on this. And was it the right decision? No. No. We were both complaining about being home this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I feel awful. It, it was because of the whiskey, I'm saying, was it the right decision? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The it was a bad, it was delicious. It was delicious. You asked for a smoky whiskey, what did we get? I got, we got an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it, uh, they could smell it in Aberdeen. They could, yeah, they could smell it in, um... The moon! <laughs> so we got it, we sat on our, t- our royal box at the top table, we listened to this guy do versions of, um, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Dreams, and Van Morrison, uh, Brown Eyed Girl. It was, it, this guy, this guy was, although that, that sounds pretty sort of run-of-the-mill cover artist, he was great, wasn't he? Yeah. He was a great guitarist with an even better voice. He charmed the room to the moon. Um, and at that moment, I sat there and I felt I had that feeling, which was, I'm away from home. Yeah. Which, is, I think, which I think is what a lot of this feeling is about. I felt like I'm here. Unburdened. Yeah. I felt, I felt like... Liberated. Yeah, liberated, exactly. And it was like, but it was, it was adventurous. We had more to come. We um, just to let you know, we do. We have um, a thesaurus here, and we're just going through synonyms. Um, <laughs> so for, 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 to get a name for the bloody podcast, but and that's worth talking about the name for the podcast. Oh, uh, because as we speak, the podcast is unnamed. Yeah. So we've come to Inverness, a place which is steeped in mystery, shrouded in mystery, steeped, shrouded. Shrouded <laughs> is the term, isn't it? Yes. Get the thesaurus up. Engulfed in mystery. And mystique. Cracking little band. Yes. <laughs> because it almost embodies this search for something, something that you don't even know is real. Something that people will tell you is fictitious. Oh, I think I might know what you're talking about. Something that maybe lives in the lock. Something that goes by a little name of Miss Lock. Nessie Lock Monster. <laughs> so we've come here. We don't know if we're necessarily going to find Miss Nessie Lock, Lock Monster. You, you, it's, you, we're not calling it Miss Nessie Lock Monster, are we? We're what calling, is it called we're then? It the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, okay, of course. <laughs> we think that Inverness is a great place to start this search mm. because this place has been searching since. The five hundred and forty-five AD, I think it was. Yeah, it's defined by the search for something, yeah. and um, we actually asked Aiden last night uh, what he thought the podcast should be called, and uh, he <laughs> gave us an expression. He didn't have. He didn't have a bucket load of answers. No, did he? he gave us a look as if to say, "That's really not my job." Yeah, I, I'm moving to Glasgow next week to make it as the world's biggest rock star. Yeah. Why are you asking me about your But I think he name? started I think he started with a I'm going to look like I'm thinking about Yeah trying to think of an answer which was an interesting look because it really didn't it wasn't it didn't look genuine did no. it No he yeah he had other things in his mind he, uh, he was unbothered But th- that is um that's why we're here Yes we're here to start 
defining that feeling mm. and to put a name to it. Exactly. The first place to start it was Loch Ness itself. Should we go? Dude, take me to the lock. Let's there's, wait, there's gonna be a better pun in there, sort of like, let's lock. Let's, uh, okay. are you ready to lock? We will lock you. Sound <laughs> now, that's what Lock and roll, lock, lock stock. Lock. And two, two smoking, smoking whiskeys. <laughs> yeah, let's go, baby. We were gutted to learn that our reservation at the Doors Inn that we had booked months prior had sadly been cancelled, as that morning the entire workforce had tested positive for COVID-19. But with spirits still as high as Ben Nevis itself, we marched out of the city centre singing as we went. Off to the former fishing village of Clacknahari and the Clacknahari Inn. Right, so we are here at the Clacknahari Inn in Clacknahari. About a half hour walk from Inverness City Centre. You walk into the pub, and I hate to use the cliche, but there were three men who took turns instantly to look at us. Mm. Perfectly friendly, perfectly welcoming. Yeah. But um, in, in a, an atmosphere that I like in a pub is that you're not necessarily meant to be there. Yeah. It did have that atmosphere of it. There's one uh, slightly formal-looking room with a tartan carpet stained with the blood of stags from the hunt. And it's actually well, it, it feels like it should be. There's like stag yeah. horns on the wall, and it's sort of like more of a dining room. Yeah, okay. In the front room is you know, it's a, a pub front room, mm. very traditional, but then the sort of telltale signs of a slight modernization, yeah. cartoons on the wall, early yeah. precursors to meme culture. Okay, yeah, uh, a clock with. Right called man clock with um, two hands traditional but then instead of numbers just someone farting or <laughs> a game a playstation controller okay and it's saying so, so that's saying alright it's uh, instead of two o'clock for example it's like fart time yeah because blokes love to fart yeah and it's quarter past pint alright okay yeah because blokes really enjoy having a beer 32 minutes past, past. sit on the sofa Right, because yeah, because men are lazy, yeah, and they're like chilling out, exactly, and playing the PlayStation, watching the football or rugby or whatever, something like that. There's a bit of that. There's you know uh, Peter Griffin, a photo of Peter Griffin on the menu. Yeah, it's quite bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, but he's cooking. I suppose that's sort of relevant to the, that's the link. food thing. Um, but absolutely brilliant place. Really nice uh, person behind the bar, and um, a couple of pounds of tenants. Again, it, I love it. The beer. Yeah. It's really, it's just good. It's it's very cold. It's very crisp. I'm looking at the pint now. We've both got half a centimeter of head still on our beards. I'm going to take a glug. Mm. We've just been at a bookshop called Leaky's Bookshop. Yeah. Um, it's a really lovely sort of like, uh, yeah. log burning fire. Just a big open fire, a in the middle of the shop. You usually put fire and books together. Well, the first thing you said was, I think it was. Bit wrong to be burning books, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, um, I don't think they're burning the books. I think they're burning the logs, which are next to the fire. And then we walked us to different sections of the bookshop, yeah. and um, 
and I had a bit of a tears at you. Oh, you did, yeah. Um, but I, it was, but I just got. I, if you let me finish, um, the book, the bookshop remind. If you were to say to me it was my first day at Hogwarts and I needed to go and pick up some spell books, <laughs> I would have gone to Leaky's bookshop and. No, you would have gone to Diagon Alley. You should have. Been there. There's no. Do you mean like the Hogwarts Library? Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit. Was you say it's a bit Hogwarts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a bloke there behind the counter, and he was he was sort of just minding his own business, wasn't he? he was sort of. Yeah. I don't think he was writing the books, but he was. <laughs> no, I think he was. That's the way it worked. <laughs> yeah, really. He wrote, he wrote all of those books. No wonder he didn't have much time to chat. Yeah. Uh, you are so conflict averse that when I went in with my coffee and said, "Do you mind if I drink my coffee while I walk around?" You said, "I'm gonna have to stay outside." I, I didn't want to have to see it. No. Because, because, what, A, I was was sure that you were going to be sent out. Yeah, you were very confident. I, I was so confident I'd see you walking I'm back. not even going to waste my time going in. No, because I'll just I'll have to walk back, back out. Uh, but B, I just thought it would have been a very pathetic interaction. And well, I think it was, and I'm glad I didn't see it. I've got the recording of it uh, on my phone, so we'll <laughs> be able to... Just, and this is what it sounded like. Hi there. Am I able to drink my coffee in here or should I? Thanks very much. Uh, we just waved at a train. Yes. Any waves back? Uh, no, just one uh, one middle finger from a yeah. sort of small from adolescent a child. <sighs> Incredibly funny though. Yeah, it was funny. We did laugh. Yeah. It was a good moment really for good. everyone. And he, and I don't know. He, there was a mutual respect I think there. he knew that. He, he was he just a light-hearted I'll give him one. Yeah, maybe saw that we were English, recognised we were English. Um, so we're both fairly obsessive personalities, I think. Okay, just learning that about myself now, but it's true. Well, we've come to Scotland and we're going around the UK and Europe to try and put a finger on a feeling that we don't know exists. <laughs> yeah, true. I think it's fair to say that we go above and beyond in certain things, but there's one man. But there's one man who's taken a search to the next level. There is. I'm talking, of course, about Mr. Uh, Steve Felton. Tell me about him, Maury. Well, I've got a book here, actually. Yeah. And I'll, 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 I'll read from this. Um, this book is called uh, The Complete Visitor's Guide to Loch Ness, Inverness and the Loch Ness Monster. It's by Andy Owens. Uh, probably my favourite Andy Owens book. Um... Uh, and this is about Felton. On a family holiday to the lock in 1972, a seven-year-old boy was awed by the sight of a determined group of grown-ups armed with cameras and a host of other electronic equipment who had arrived at, at the lockside to find a monster. His parents brought him a booklet about the mystery to keep him and his brother quiet on the long journey home, and from that day, uh, from that day on, the lad was hooked. That young boy was Steve Felton, who 15 years later returned to spend three weeks at the lockside and further trips followed. In fact, it reached the point where Steve resented having to return home to uh, return to his home in Dorset. He would have preferred to stay and live at the lock permanently. Fast forward to 2022. Steve Felton's still there. He's, he's living on Loch Ness Beach, Dawes, Dawes Beach. Right on the coast of Loch Ness, and he lives in a caravan, caravan which yeah. I think he refers to as his lab. Oh, right. Okay. And he's out there searching. Yeah. And I actually reached out to Steve. But Steve Felton, a man who spends his whole time looking for a sea creature <laughs> in a log, saying that he's a bit busy. <laughs> he spent 30 years 
<laughs> mythical years. beast. Looking for this mythical beast. What's he got on this weekend? What? What has he got on? I mean, I suppose other media. Yeah. Opportunities, but I don't know. Just yeah, because I, I said ten minutes. I can't give you ten. It, it just felt like there was something personal about it. I think there's probably quite a lot of people who ch- ch- are like he's famous, man. Yeah, I'm it, reading between the lines that he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like maybe just say that because you're not busy, mate. <laughs> but the parallels between us and Steve, because we're this journey is essentially we're not expecting anything out of it. Maybe we will become a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Sure people using whatever term we create to refer to this moment. Oh, but that would be, that's the dream, isn't it? But we're, we're realistic that that won't happen. Well, I, I, I disagree. And, oh, and you're the Stevens. I'm feeling quite felt, 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 um, felt, yeah. in the way that I think that we're going to find this thing and we're going to, there's going to be a eureka moment. Yeah. And we're going to say, that's it. It's that thing. And it's, it's this thing. And it's in this environment. And this is the feeling. And this is, and the name is, I don't know, because the name could be feeling. We hopped on a bus back into town and sat in the shadow of the stunning Inverness Castle. Paddy felt it would be sensible if we generated some delayed gratification by prolonging the next beer. Rory hated the idea. I thought we might just take a moment and pause. I think there's something quite nice in um, delayed gratification for a pint. Oh, I think there's something frustrating delayed gratification because we had one pint about an hour ago and I'm bored, I'm bored of the, the bit in between when we haven't got a, uh, haven't got a pint to drink in our hand. And Rory got his way. So we're here at the Castle yeah, yeah. Tavern. Do you want to say that bit? No, well, I don't because I spoke over you. Yeah. Okay, you carry on. We're here. At the Castle Tavern, at the foot of Inverness Castle, we've both got a pint of heavenly. Do you want to just point a picture for us? <laughs> Back to my one feature of the podcast. Yeah, and and what I'm going to do on this occasion is mm-hmm. it's not is not paint a picture of the of the aesthetic such. I'm going to paint a picture of the people. I would rather you did the aesthetic, but okay. <laughs> but You're obsessed with people. I am, but I've always been obsessed with people. Well, you're an actor. From the, from the, listen to me. From the day, from the day I was born, I, I, I was, I was so enthralled by people and their emotions and what they said and how they felt. The midwife who birthed me. Mm-hmm. As soon as I came out of my mouth, <laughs> I looked her in the eye and I said, "I'm so glad you said womb." Yeah. <laughs> the midwife looked me in the eye and I said, "Tell me about you." And she went to speak and said, "She said this isn't about me." <laughs> This is about Stop. you. And from then on, I knew I was obsessed with people. You, you came out of your mother's room and you said, hey, 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 what's all the fuss about? Everyone coddling me, molly coddling me, touching me, tending to me. This isn't about me this day. Hey, you've just done something amazing. <laughs> you hey, have just hey, delivered. I'm, I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. I'm just a guest here. Hey, it was an honour for me to witness what you've just done. So give yourself a pat on the back, lady. And let's get on with this little thing called life. Uh, what I would like to tell you is a story about something that happened to me in Cornwall. I was outside a pub. I can't remember what it's called. I actually don't want to reveal what it's called. Because this story gets quite it's dark. Slanderous. 
no one who runs the pub was to blame, no one who works the pub was to blame. But I was with a large group. The way it works, there's street side tables all in a long row. At the far end of the pub, there's a table, and there's a table nearest to the door of the pub. We need two tables, we're a large group. Another table comes open next to the one nearest to the door to the pub. People sit down at it, two orienteers. They've been on a walk, they've got walking sticks, and uh, they're not old, they're middle-aged, and they're looking at a map. Okay, well, uh, I know, I've had a few run-ins with the orienteer community, and I know they're not necessarily... I wish you were there to warn me. Okay. Because I said, to the people on my table, I'm just going to see if we can have that table next to that one rather than being split up like this. There's no harm in asking. I literally can't see the harm in asking. I walked over to them and I said two words. Excuse me. Without looking up from her map, this lady said, I knew it. I told you. Turned to her husband. I told you. I told you it was going to happen. And I said, oh, no, oh, oh, I really don't worry. You don't have to. And she's like, no, no, no. Well, I can't, we can't sit here with your eyes burning into the back of our heads now, can we? And I was like, honestly, don't, you don't have to move. You don't have to move. He's like, no, no, we'll, we'll move, we'll move. You've ruined it already. You've ruined it. We'll move. And stormed off to, uh, to the table down there to leave our table free. Came back to get her sticks. I handed them to her. She snatched them out of my hand <laughs> violently. I said two words, excuse me, admittedly, I had no trousers and pants on. <laughs> the laughs you just heard were short-lived. Soon after this recording, something happened. Something changed. When we began working with Penta Hotels, we knew these guys were good. We knew they had our backs. But what we didn't know was that our Penta Hotel would end up saving our lives, sort of. So when we hit rock bottom, thank goodness we were able to retreat to the safety of our Penta Hotel. Here we are the following morning, in a small village just outside of Inverness, named Drumna Drockett, discussing the drama from the night before. So, so I've forgotten the name of the village we're in. Drumna... It's Nessieland. We're in Nessieland which is um, half an hour out of Inverness, about a five minute drive off the coast of Wattvess. And we're sat on a village green. We've got a cup of tea from the village store and tea room. It's a place that feels very much frozen in time. Yeah. Uh, from possibly not this decade. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like uh, it's a bit postman patty. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Uh, it's hard to know because some of it um, is very man-made, like Nessie Land, and other parts of it are, it's just incredible natural beauty. Mm. It's sort of almost in a valley, isn't it? Because we've got hills on one side and then like really steep, steep foresty mm. bits on the other. And, and if you do uh, hear a sort of uh, munching sound uh, of sort of chomping teeth through brownie, that is Rory eating a brownie. Monster. It's me, and I, I was almost, I almost moved to tears there from the first bite because it really is a spectacular brownie. 
you're, you're not you're not one to it's good to be doing a podcast about finding the best beer in the world with someone who doesn't shy away from a huge proclamation you've already said this holiday that that was the best coach journey you've ever had yeah it was yesterday you had the best donut you've ever had and would you say that's the best brownie you've ever had? I've had a lot of brownies. I yeah, mean, okay. I, I get Some a brownie on any, on, on any occasion where I see one, I get, yeah. I get a brownie. This is up there, though. This is the best, this is the best, um, this is the best brownie, brownie I've had in Nessieland. <laughs> okay. They can put that on um, outside. There are lots of bars and pubs and venues in Scotland that say best bar in Scotland, yeah. best music pub in Scotland, best brownie in Nessieland. Well, it is. And um, you'd think I'd maybe be put off the, the brownie. <laughs> yeah, I think it's now a good time to just talk about what happened yesterday. I think so. Uh, uh, you won't have heard much live footage of last night because a um, little bit of a meltdown, wasn't there, buddy? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we should start it, actually, by reading both of our texts to our respective girlfriends <laughs> in yeah. the moment. Because um, to say we flagged... Is an understatement. Yeah, we crashed. It was. It was. We crashed and we burned. It was. It was dramatic and also pathetic. Yeah. So we had a lovely lunch and afternoon pint at Clackenary, which yes. uh, we recorded. We had a walk around the castle and then a pint in Castle Tavern. That's where we left you. Yeah. We then went back to the hotel for a little bit of R and R before heading back to the castle. And that's when Rory decided, after having something to eat, to take the, I'd say, yeah, fairly rogue move of ordering an ice cream sundae. Yeah, chocolate brownie ice cream, like chocolate brownie sundae. And immediately when you saw it, you said, that's pretty big. And I said, yeah, that is pretty big. You might not want to eat that all. And you looked almost confused by the fact that I suggested. I really struggle with the idea of not finishing what's in front of me. Yeah. And and I did. It was a pint of ice cream, essentially, with like with a lot, like about, probably a, a whole brownie in there. Yeah, and mint choc chips at the bottom, which was the only thing which stopped me from e- eating every last. Yeah, and course. me, I, I didn't want any of it, but I had to have a couple of bites because you were, you were determined to motor through it. And then um, about half an hour afterwards, we went to um, another pub called Gallions. And it was, I think you said this, uh, it was exactly what you want to see as a tourist in Inverness. It was, it was, like, it was like in a film, wasn't it? It was, it, was the, it was the epitome of a brilliant, lively Scottish pub, live music, great atmosphere. Full to the rafters. Carnival, carnival yeah. atmosphere. Everyone was smashed. Everyone was smashed. It was, it, it was, it was like we walked into, in, into a sort of a, a time warp, wasn't it? Because yeah. It was only 7.30. And um, and it was completely. It was, pretty it, was, it was. It would. It would have lasted long in the memories, if the memory wasn't sort of slightly clouded by the ice cream sundae. We weren't quite ready talk. for it. You couldn't talk. Uh, it was. Yeah, people were on a different level to us. I think. Mm. Um, well, I, I think the point was is this, this ice cream sundae was so heavy. I think it started making me hallucinate. So when I went into Gellians, I was sort of like, I didn't know what was real, what was... What yeah. Was. It's funny because at the time, 
there was a sort of an hour afterwards where you refused to even entertain the idea that the that, that Sunday was at all responsible <laughs> for the way you're feeling. <laughs> because we hadn't had that much to drink, but it was enough and a heavy enough meal as well even before the Sunday yeah. to sort of make you feel slightly odd. Yeah. And then when I suggested that maybe the Sunday might have been to blame, you were, you I said, no, it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't have been that. Well, I, yeah, because well, I, I, I was, because my intention was get the Sunday and it would be a good, good sugar kick. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> forget that it was also a pint of, of cream and chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so I'm going to read the message. I, I then we went back to the hotel again. I then um, subsequently also crashed. Um, I don't know if that still was the Sunday. I'm slightly lactose intolerant, and, and I did have quite a few yeah. <laughs> bites. And I sent the um, following messages to my girlfriend. I'm absolutely done in. Not like drunk or anything. Just so dead, shattered. Think we might go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's depressing. But what did you say to your girlfriend? So I said, having a nightmare, exclamation mark, and completely flagging. And then in brackets I put lagging because I got confused as to whether or not flagging was a word. <laughs> Had to come back to the hotel because I'm so zonked. <laughs> I ate an entire chocolate brownie sundae for some stupid reason. <laughs> was so heavy. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> Gonna try and get together some energy and head back out. And then the next thing is a photo of you with your head in your hands with half a pint of lager. And to be fair to us and the restorative mm. qualities of Penta Hotel, mm. we sat in the Penta Lounge, we really enjoyed a game of pool, and I had a glass of white wine. <laughs> I, had, I had a double Kraken and Coke <laughs> on a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely different people. I probably snapped you a couple of times. We headed back there out. There was a lot of snapping. There yeah. was a lot of snapping. A snapping turtle. We're going on holiday with a snapping turtle. <laughs> yeah, I had a full tiz. Yeah, um, but we had we headed back out. We headed back out and we went to the Black Isle Brewery yes. tap room, and felt slightly foolish that we hadn't been before because it's a really amazing establishment. It was incredible. It, it was so. It's Black Isle Brewery is, is a. I suppose it's like a sort of Inverness slash Highlands brewery, isn't it? Yeah, and they brew only organic beer. Yes, only organic. Save the planet, drink organic exactly. is their tagline. Tag we had the organic lager again, which we had on the Friday night at Hootenannies. And it was, again, it was incredible. Are we going to call it tipple of the triple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've got to use it now, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, oh yeah. You'd say it was tipple of the triple? I'd say it was tipple of the triple. <laughs> But, um, For some reason, you're sh shying away from that phrase, but yeah. Because I hate it. I think it's <laughs> disgusting. Um, yeah, I think it was Tipple of the Triple, closely followed by, I think, uh, neck and neck for me, it's Tenants and Heavily. Yeah, different things. Tenants probably slightly edges Heavily because of what it means as an institution. Yeah. Uh, uh, should we talk about where, we, where we've been today? Or where we've been today. Where we've been today. We've been to the Lock the Ness. Lock Ness. We've been to the Loch Ness Exhibition. And it was well worth going to. Yeah. If you are going to come on a trip to Inverness, if you're going to stay at Penta Hotels, not if, when, come to the Loch Ness Exhibition. Yeah, it was really good. It's, it's, it's in this old, old, old building. <laughs> Sorry. 
It's in this old, old, ancient old building, which I, 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 I thought maybe was an old, old hotel or something. And the reception feels like quite a sort of rundown old hotel reception. Mm. You don't expect that you're about to go into an immersive... Magical, cavernous... Yeah. Whirlwind wonderland. These huge rooms with projections on like walls, multiple taller walls. Than the, taller than the bridge over the River Kwai. Six, <laughs> six different rooms. And uh, informative, but also with a hint of magic. Mm. It dug into the, the past of, of the Loch Ness Monster and, and those that have been bold enough to search for the, for the critter. And it sort of validated our trip here in a way because it was the approach that they're taking I think there are parallels between that and our approach yeah it's a sort of scientific endeavor mm. it's trying 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 again and you know that what the thing you're after a is something beautiful magical life-changing just would change the world mm. if you could capture that thing mm. But equally, we all know, both the Nessie hunters and, and us alike, we most probably won't find that thing. And that's fine. That's you can fine. live in that realm forever. Exactly. You learn a lot as you go. Mm -hmm. and I think I'm, 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 as I said yesterday, I th I'm, I'm learning that it's a lot about that. I think we learned a lot yesterday. <laughs> Don't bloody have a chocolate brownie ice cream Sunday after three pints of heavily and a macaroni cheese and a whole garlic chip man! After an educational morning at the exhibition, we whizzed back along the north shore of Loch Ness back to the Penta Hotel, where we staged a mini award ceremony for our favourite establishments in Inverness. And the award goes to... Black, Black Isle Brewing Company Organic Lager! Our time in Inverness was all but over. Hello. It's the banker. Cat taxis here. Hello. Thank you very much. We'll be straight down. Alright, bye bye. Taxi's here, time to go. As we gazed out of the window of our cab, I reflected on what we had learned from our trip. We came with a clear mission to put a name to this feeling and. I don't think we were any closer. I was reminded of a quote by Kevin Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. People think the path to success is a straight line, but it's not. We were trying so hard to contrive this moment of inspiration, but how could you plan to be inspired? That would be too easy. All of the best things that happened to us in Inverness were totally unexpected. We didn't plan to walk out of the market bar drenched in whiskey and coke, but we had just met Aidan, Scotland's next top rock star. And we couldn't prepare for the entire workforce of a pub testing positive for COVID-19, but if they hadn't, we wouldn't have discovered the novelty clocks and highland charm of the Clacknaharry Inn. And of course, it was never on the agenda to devour a three and a half thousand calorie chocolate brownie ice cream sundae, which crippled us with nausea and anxiety. But it gave us the opportunity to look deep into our souls while playing pool in complete silence. So maybe that's what Inverness taught us about a search. Don't make plans. Maybe Steve Felton, the Nessie hunter, wasn't rejecting us. He was teaching us a lesson. Sure, he, he probably could have squeezed us into his schedule, but when you're looking for something, you don't have time to make plans. You just let life happen and see what you learn along the way. You never know when that inspiration may come.
Hey man, I just spoke to my friend about our podcast and he had an idea for what it could be called. He has a thing with his girlfriend where they're on holiday and they say T-I-T-L. This is the life. I think that might be pretty close to what we're going for. I could travel the world Taste every drop of what they serve on this earth But I don't mind where we're heading to I'm happy just to be here Drinking next to you This is the life, this is the life, this is the life, this is the life, this is the life. Thank you for listening to episode one of This Is The Life, supported by Penta Hotels. The next episode takes us to arguably the best beer city in the world. Join us in Prague as we chat to a beer expert, drink Pilsner brewed by monks, and find out what a beer spa is. This is the Life is written and presented by Paddy Delaney and Rory Marshall and is supported by Penta Hotels. This episode was edited by Sam Parkinson and audio was mixed by Johnny White. Music was written and performed by Jack Kay and LB Coe and was mixed by Christian Smith.